TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Everybody, it's 10:07. WTIC News Talk 1080. Will Marotti Show. This is Will Marotti, your common sense evangelist, and the legendary Joey. We're going seating in, sitting in for a few minutes for for Matt Sorice. Uh, of course, the big storm of uh, the day is Florida. Uh, seems like worse worse than they originally thought. I mean, uh, I got a quote here from Governor DeSantis: "Say this is a one, one every 500 years flooding event, which is pretty bad." So if you're in Florida and you have phone service, please call us. We'd love to get a report from you. Make sure you're okay. Tell us where you're in Florida. How's your neighborhood? How's your house? Did you stay? Did you evacuate? 860-522-9842 is the number. And uh, we'd love to get that report. We've had several people call in. Several people have messaged in. And so we'd like to uh, we'd like to hear from you. All right, let's go to uh, Kim. Kim, welcome to the show. Hey, Pastor Will. Thank you for letting me on. Unlike yesterday, where you didn't let me on more than an hour, I wanted to. I had my sister-in-law um, on the line, and she's a nurse in Florida, in the Sarasota Bradenton area. Yeah. So uh, she's on um, what w- they had, uh, what they call pre-emergency and then post-emergency, and so their sister sister hospital uh, roof came off. So. Well, their hospital is really busy already. Yeah, 140 of their um, uh, from the other hospital patients are coming over, so they're on mandatory overtime, 24 hours a day for now. The, it was four days in a normal hurricane, but now it's um, uh, times seven days, seven days, 24 hours a day in the hospital. Wow. Um, and in Bradenton. Um, there's two hospitals. One is a Manatee Hospital, and the other mm-hmm. one is Lake. And uh, what's happening there is Manatee's right on the water, and Lake is a few miles in. Mm-hmm. So um, she's saying that what what's happening is that they they're uh, allowed to go out to get extra supplies uh, from from their home, mm-hmm. and that they must be coming in. They said that a lot of the nurses, uh, some of the nurses, come far away, like. Port Charlotte and that type of thing, mm-hmm. uh, but two or three of them. One was in a sinkhole, and one lost her house. So, oh man! So it's pretty bad, and especially since uh, 
you have to you know you, you have to do your duty you have to go sure. there but you've got things happening outside now um i just want to uh, my brother he's part of uh, one of the government agencies he's saying he's go- they're asking a lot of the government agencies are being asked to go down to work in florida as an emergency now my brother has experience in that where he literally pulled dead bodies out of the Hades when they had their earthquake. So he's experiencing this type of thing. So he might be going. Um, One last thing I do want to say, do you know how smart the, these evildoers in our government are that I'm talking about the, um, the elitists, the, the globalist elitists, the Marxists within our government. Now, in normal times, blowing up or destroying an in, in international waters, a pipeline, would be something that would be in the news cycle all the time. Yeah, right. But and how come they're the, not talking about it? It's a big right, deal, well, isn't it? Tell the us. The thing is, here's the thing. This is how smart they are and how dumb we are because we don't recognize it. They control the news cycle. Hmm. Do you think they knew about this hurricane coming? They certainly did. And hmm. the day before it really gets bad on this on this hurricane, Mm-hmm. They did an international act of terrorism, or it's an act of war. Choose whatever you want to determine it. Some of blowing up the Nord Stream pipeline and, and and causing gas to be leaking into the ocean. Right, not gas, gas, but natural gas, vapor gas. Yeah, is that what you're talking? About? You see how this is done? There's a nexus between what yeah. we do as an international terrorism act or an international uh, an act of war, right at a hurricane. So they control the American news cycle because everybody's talking about this hurricane. Yeah, well, I mean, I and I'll tell you right now, guaranteed Biden people in the Biden administration are, you know, they don't believe in God, so they're praying to the universe, thanking the universe that there's something going on taking away from their horrible performance. And whether it's a hurricane or whatever, they're 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 very grateful right now that they're not being held accountable for anything. Not being looked at, them, and they're right. not getting the bad press, they're not right. getting the bad news stories. Who do you think blew up the pipeline, Kim? I know it's. I know it. Newland told you, Victoria Newland told you, right? She's a known Marxist yep. Soros agent for years. Mm-hmm. And then Biden came out and says, we have ways, we have ways. And he, he knew what was going on. Um, this is, they're going to get, whether they know it or not, going to get a lot of bad press and bad feelings from uh, the countries in Europe. But they're all Well, yes, yeah, not helping them at all, blowing up the pipeline. Yeah. They're already who, short on energy. What, what is it Rush Limbaugh used to say? Is it? I always mess it up. It's Latin. Kibono. Who who gains? Russia didn't. Yeah, gain right. Who, right. Who, who comes out ahead? Yeah. Right. Russia didn't want this. It cost them money and manpower, and it took years to get that going. And it, it's their customers. They wanted to come to a resolution so that they didn't kill Russian speakers in in Ukraine. And Minsk one was that's what their request was. Yeah. Don't kill Russian speakers. That was Minsk one. Minsk two. Don't kill Russian speakers because you didn't enforce Minsk One. So yeah. they're the ones. That's all they wanted here. They didn't want anything else, and they wanted to be able to have a market. Who killed their market? It's it's the elite globalist elitists, Marxists are within our government. But how do we ever how do we ever get a hold of that and prove it? Right? I mean, it just it, it's so deep. It's so intertwined. It's well, so while, evil. It's evil, right? Yeah. After a while, if you look at the accumulation of evidence, not just one act, who, yeah, gains, yeah. who gains from this? You have yeah. to see what's going on. Well, that was a, that had to be someone uh, obviously skilled. This is an underwater pipeline. They blew the thing up underwater. 
So, I mean, this isn't some, you know, just a, a Greenpeace, you know, person who was protesting. I mean, this this was obviously, you know, a military operation of some sort. Uh, they, some... Use, they use drones. And the other thing is Brent Sweet Crude. My father was uh, an international engineer, so he went wherever there was. Uh, he worked in Iran when it fell. And, yeah, and yeah. He worked in um, Abu Dhabi. He worked in Venezuela, brought power there. He worked in the North Sea. Yeah. So I kind of followed all of this stuff, and there has been stuff like this in the past where pipelines have, with sensors have been blown up. But who? <laughs> guess what? They're going to get Brent Sweet crude, right? And that's yeah. very, very expensive. Yeah. So I'm betting you anything. Everybody who knew about this, uh, some of it has ties to the oil. Yeah. <laughs> are are going to gain financially from sure that. they will. Sure. Well, it's all about money, right? I mean, that's when you it, it, when you boil it down to the common denominator, it's 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 profit and greed. Kim, thanks for your call. I appreciate you. Thank you. Let's go to uh, Dave. Dave, uh, how are you, are you in Florida, Dave? What's going on? Uh, no, I'm not in Florida. I'm in Connecticut, and I just oh, okay. um, was just listening to one of the other callers talk about the evacuation of Florida, mm-hmm. and it kind of reminded me. Back years ago in Connecticut here, uh, we had a nasty snowstorm, and Jody Rell let, I remember she let the entire uh, staff, the state of Connecticut staff, go home early for the day, you know, for safety's sake. But there was actually more gridlock caused because the state employees went out of work than the snowstorm itself, like Connecticut. 3.6 3.6 million employ 3.6 residents 3.6 million residents and 3 million of them work for the state of Connecticut. <laughs> Back, <laughs> up all the roads. Thanks, Pastor Will. Slight, slight exaggeration, but I get your point, Dave. Thanks. Yeah, I, I saw uh, a police chief interview last night and said that uh, uh, a lot of the law enforcement agencies were going on. I forget how they what they call the name of the shift, but uh, they're keeping it on for 12 hours, off for 12 hours. And uh, they're just they're just doing everything they can to keep people, you know, the emergency workers out there, whether it's police, fire, EMS, whatever. They've got people from out of state. Um, Governor DeSantis said, uh, described the storm as a 500-year flooding event. The flooding is probably going to be the worst thing. Impacts of the storm are historic. Damage like this uh, we've never seen before. Uh, never seen a flood of this magnitude. All things that Governor DeSantis said. Uh, I guess the Lee County Sheriff is saying, again, no, no kind of confirmation is, but they said this on the news program. Uh, it's where Fort Myers is, Fort Myers in Lee County. Uh, the, the sheriff said hundreds could be dead, hundreds. I don't know. Haven't, haven't gotten that report yet, but maybe. Um, 2.6 million homes and businesses in Florida without power. Um, wow, it's a big deal. A big deal, and and it's a reason for me not want to move to Florida because I don't care if it happens one every ten years. You know, there's there's always hurricanes at least every you know six, seven, eight, nine years. Nothing at this magnitude level certainly, but I just I wouldn't want to deal with it. I just would not want to deal with it. I don't want to leave my house. I don't want to have to wear boarding up my windows. Just wouldn't do it. All right, let's take a quick commercial break. Uh, we get back. We will uh, take more of your calls. Eight six zero five two two nine eight four two. Hopefully. Um, you will uh, you'll give us a report, and then at 10.35, the candidate for Congress doing a great job, George Logan, will be our guest. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is Local Radio, the Will Marotti Show on WTIC News Talk 1080. 
All right, welcome back, uh, 1021. Let me give the final uh, portion of the, uh, the amen, amen list. Bill F., Belinda, uh, I'm sorry, Bill F., Brenda, uh, Wendy A., Terrence B., Virginia W., Lynn B., Shirley B., Greg P., Judy P., both in Florida, David M., Christina I., Tony S., Thor S., Karen A., Michelle F., Scott D., and Chase for a new record of, right as it stands now, 108. Amen replies this morning. So thank you guys very much. You guys are uh, you guys are amazing, amazing. Now here's an easy story. Here's a here's a nobody can argue with this story. It's not a stress story. It's not a it's not a weather event story. Uh, this from uh, NBC News um, yesterday. Dogs can smell when we're stressed out. A new study shows it's long been widely believed that dogs can detect extreme emotions by smell. Beagles certainly can, I'll guarantee that. Now scientists at Queen's University in Belfast in UK have proven that the dog's nose knows. <laughs> Acute stress changes the compounds found in human sweat and breath, research has shown. Okay, I didn't know that. For the new experiment, four dogs were presented with sweat and breath samples collected from human volunteers before and after the people engaged in, difficult, in a difficult math exercise. The canine participants were able to detect with a greater than 90% accuracy which samples came before and after from 36 human volunteers who had spent three minutes counting backwards aloud from 9,000 in units of 17. Well, that's pretty stressful. According to the report published on Wednesday in the scientific journal PLOS-1, the study provides further evidence that the extraordinary capabilities of man's best friends, says the study's psychologist and psych, uh, animal psychiatrist Clara Wilson. While it is likely that in a real-life context, dogs are picking up stress from a variety of context cues, we have shown in a laboratory study that it's confirmed odor component that is likely contributing dogs' ability to sense when they're stressed, Wilson said in an email. I'm telling you, I, honestly, beagles... Beagles have something like some insane 30,000 times more sensitive smell than humans. I guarantee beagles can pick up stuff like that. For that study, Wilson and her colleagues uh, first set out to train, uh, train a variety of 20 pet dogs to point their noses to samples from a person who was stressed. By the end of the training, 16 dogs withdrew for various reasons. Okay, The researchers tested the trained dogs with a machine that offered three choices an unused piece of gauze, a sample from a stressed person, and one from the same person who was unstressed. Okay. Researchers also collected before and after measurements of heart rate and blood pressure and responses to questionnaires that they asked the volunteers stress levels before and after the test. The dog's accuracy in detecting stress samples was from 90 to 96.8% accurate, even better than researchers had expected. Knowing that the chemical changes in sweat and breath can result from stress, it was expected that dogs might be able to smell the difference, Wilson said. However, we were still surprised the first time the dogs were shown the pre- and post-math test samples and confidently discriminated between them. One thing the research doesn't show is whether dogs feel empathy <laughs> when a person is stressed. I don't know. Do you think your pets feel bad for you? I mean, I, I, I know I, I know that, and not just from our dogs, but I know this um, anecdotally that, you know, when people, the people, there's a death in the family or something, 
and and that person is missing the dog will many times will, will like come over to the you know re- surviving spouse the other owner and will just like huddle with that with that person for days and sometimes so it, 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 it it's an interesting thing to be sure uh do- dogs have a formidable sense of smell says dr nicholas dodman who is the author of pets on the couch <laughs> i don't know where we're psychoanalyzing dogs now. Dogs aren't the only animals with highly sensitive smell. A therapy cat, Oscar, is thought to have some uh, have sensed both death and uh, and and was coming based on uh, the change of how people smelled when they were close to death. Well, that is true. There is there is a, I've noticed that myself. I absolutely believe there is there is a death odor, and I've I've experienced it being with many many people before they pass over the years um interesting i don't know what do you think you think your pets are that that in tune do you think they have a sense of smelling that that amazing now i don't know i don't know here's another one loneliness might be worse for you than smoking um a new study released this month reveals that prolonged social isolation may be worse for your health than smoking regular cigarettes in the research paper, which was published in the peer-reviewed group Aging, found that psychological factors can deeply impact the aging process. Subjects who were reported suffering from poor mental states, such as being depressed and happy, lonely, were biologically 1.65 years older than their peers. Comparatively, being a current smoker was found only to add 1.25 years to a person's biological age in, a, in comparison to the group. The detrimental impact of, of low Psychological well-being is of the same magnitude of other serious diseases and smoking, the study's authors conclude. Results are timely considering the impact of COVID-19 lockdowns on the social lives of Americans. According to the University of Michigan, 56% of Americans between the ages of 50 and 80 report feelings of isolation in June of 2020. Well, yeah, that's kind of bad. Peak time, right, of COVID. Similarly, an AARP survey found that 7 of 10 older adults had increased feelings of depression and anxiety during the pandemic. Well, who's thinking didn't? I mean, seriously, who was happy during the pandemic? Nobody was. You, I mean, there was something to irritate everybody. There was there it was enough heartache to go around for everybody. People are sick. People are dying. You can't go anywhere. You can't. You can't breathe in the mask. You had to wear one everywhere. You got yelled at if you didn't wear the mask. And then about the testing, you're waiting in line for an hour. It just that was a disaster. The whole thing was a mess. And, of course, people were, were upset about it psychologically. Who wasn't? I don't know anybody, except maybe if you own a plexiglass company. I don't know anybody that was happy during the during pandemic time. You worked for a big pharma company, became, became a billionaire because you're hawking the, the vaccines. Loneliness has the same impact on mortality as smoking. Oh, this is funny. Not really funny, but odd. Loneliness has the same impact on mortality as smoking 15 cigarettes a day, making it even more dangerous than obesity. Says Douglas Nemechek, MD, Cigna's chief, that's our our insurance company, my my insurance company, Cigna's chief medical officer for behavioral health. Former surgeon, oh, got to go, got to break. All right, going to take a break. Commercials news. We'll come back with George Logan, who's doing a really good job in his campaign for the 5th District in Congress against Johanna Hayes. Stay with us. We'll be back. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. 
and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allowed 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. The station Connecticut checks first for the latest weather. WTIC News Talk 1080. Yes, in case you're ever wondering, I hope this doesn't scandalize people because of what I what I do professionally, but I am a Doobie Brothers fan. I've been a, a lifelong Doobie Brothers fan. Um, pick the theme when we start the show, take it to the streets. I mean, yeah, I love I love the Doobies. I know that sounds kind of maybe counterintuitive from the perspective. You say, well, you're a pastor. How, how do you... Hey, like the Doobie Brothers. I just, I, I just do. Hey, so uh, thanks everybody. 108 new record for Amens today. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, you guys are fantastic. I love it. And that, and again, I try to get back to a lot of you via LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, um, whatever. Um, I can't get to everybody, so really, your 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 reward is the shout out, right? You, you get your name recognized, um, but I do try to get to a lot of you back on social media, at least a thanks, you know, or a thumbs up or something. So, um, but but thank you, thank you very much. Um, very the most competitive, certainly federal race, if not any race uh, in the state right now, is in the fifth district. Dumb, uh, Democrat, I was just dumb. I was a Freudian slip. I didn't mean to say Democrat. Democrat incumbent Joanne Hayes seeking her third term in Congress, being opposed by former uh, House Senator and a really good guy, George Logan. And I think on the hotline as we speak is the aforementioned George Logan. George, welcome back. Yeah, good morning. Thank you, Pastor Wells. Good to be here. How goes the campaign? Oh, it's going great. You know, we've got uh, lots of momentum, uh, you know, going our way, you know, uh, out in the uh, different communities. Uh, I tell you, the, the energy level, I mean, it's uh, the support on the ground in the 5th District is palpable. You know, our race has really, really picked up. Yeah. yeah. I'm confident that we're going to win this race. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about you, doing a great job, and I think the Democrats are worried, uh, which is a good sign. You got some national attention. You got both nationally Democrats and Republicans taking a look at what's going on. Um, are you getting much help from the uh, Republican National Committee? Yeah, no, you know, I mean, absolutely. I mean, as far as the GOP at the national level, you know, uh, uh, the Congressional Leadership Fund, 
Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a pack, a national pack, and they've already uh, spent about three quarters of a million dollars on ads here in Connecticut, and it looks like they're looking to spend another million dollars. You know, uh, but that's to counter the you know almost uh, you know three four million dollars that the D Triple C and the Democrats are pounding me right, right now with their blatantly false negative ads. You know, but uh, yeah, but we know we, look, we we don't need to raise as much money or spend as much money. Uh, as my opponent, we just need to have uh, the resources to get our message out, and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling confident about that. People are donating to the campaign at uh, George Logan for Congress.com, and uh, you know we're pushing out you know the po- my, you know positive ads, those advertisements about me and who I am. Yeah. I don't know if you saw the uh, the the box as it's called commercial uh, campaign ad that we put out there, letting people know you know actually where I stand on things. And yes, yes. People to get a, to see me, you know, and. Uh, and hear me uh, and see that I'm not the, um, you know, the extreme person that the DCCC is trying to make me out to be. Well, when you don't have anything, you can't run on substance. You have to run on lies, George, right? I mean, that's the way it goes. Exactly. That's politics. Exactly. That's that's exactly. politics 101. So for the folks that don't know, tell us a little bit about uh, your, I know you're married and you've got some kids. Tell us a little bit about your family. Sure, sure. Um, so, my uh, parents immigrated to the United States uh, in the 1960s. They're from Guatemala, Central America. I've got uh, grandparents from Jamaica, but from Jamaica to Guatemala. And I was born in uh, in New Haven, Connecticut. You know, uh, I went to uh, Notre Dame uh, High School in West Haven, and wow. I went to Trinity College in Hartford. Graduated with an engineering degree, even though it's a liberal arts school. Uh, mm-hmm. They have an accredited engineering program, so I graduated with an engineering degree. Uh, one year out of school, I started working at a local water company as an engineer, junior engineer. Then I became a senior engineer, and now I'm an executive at that water uh, at that water company. So I'm okay. 53 years old. You know, I've been, uh, as you mentioned, I'm a former uh, a state senator as well. You know, I, I've been um, a lot of folks helped me out. You know, when I was uh, growing up, yeah. the local YMCA and Boys and Girls Club, and I just feel like it's just you know my turn to uh, give back to the community as, as best I can. Well, I'll tell you what bothers me a little bit. I'm looking at a picture of you, and I, and I don't think this is very, an old picture because it was a, uh, from an article that came out last week. And um, I'm a little older than you, George, uh, but you look way younger than I look. So I'm not, I'm not too happy. You're, you're aging very well, my friend. You're aging very well. Um, you know, I, I, I don't drink much. I don't smoke. I exercise, you know, yeah, and I yeah, think, good uh, you. you know, good, healthy living, go to, try to go to churches. As regularly as I can, I think all those things. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm blessed with a great family, right? Yeah. You mentioned my, my yeah. wife, you know, Lisa, is a registered nurse. My kids, Hunter, uh, yeah. he's 23 years old, graduated from college. You know, he's yeah. working, paying his own rent, paying his own bills. My daughter's yeah. a senior at Iowa College. So, yeah, I'm definitely good. blessed uh, on that front. Good, really good. So, I mean, listen, this is a volunteer army. Nobody twisted your arm. But you got to know, if when you win this thing, you're, you're going to be busy. It's a lot of work. Absolutely. Why are you doing it? Well, look, again, you know, growing up, uh, a lot of folks helped me to um, with my education, giving me advice. Uh, and there are a lot of folks that uh, they just kind of ingrained in my head that once I made it, which to me meant graduating from college and, uh, you know, finding a job, that it would be my turn to give back, you know, to the community. And I want to help you know, our, our community. I want to help our state in the biggest stage possible. And look, Pastor Will, if I never win another election again, I'm still uh, going to uh, volunteer my time. On, uh, you know, I'm on the YMCA board now. I'm on the yeah. Griffin Hospital board directors. I'm still going to do all those things, you know. Uh, but I want to see, give this a chance. It's, it's an opportunity of a lifetime. Can mm-hmm. you imagine, 
you know, uh, me from, uh, you know, inner city, uh, uh, George, you know, graduated from college, <laughs> being an engineer, and, and, yeah. and, and maybe, you know, God willing, you know, uh, going to Congress, you know, for our state. I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's just a, a, a wonderful opportunity. So I'm giving it everything I've got, and I'm trying my best to take advantage of this, uh, you know, this opportunity to give back to the community. I don't want to uh, – we're talking with George Logan, who's running for Congress, the 5th District, and, and, and doing a bang-up job. Um, more 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 people are believing that this is this is a, an absolute time we're going to flip this seat than any other race in Connecticut that we many people believe that you will defeat and and should defeat Johanna Hayes. Uh one thing I like and I don't want to be, be you know paint broad brush here but my my experience with engineers which is which is plentiful engineers have a different approach to things than a lot of other people do and one of the things is they they kind of cut out um, the emotional first response. They tend to look at the, the facts, the numbers, how things interrelate. Uh, is that is that part of your training? Do you, would you say that that's true of you, George? Well, you know, I, I'm not your uh, typical uh, engineer. Just as they say, I'm not uh, the, uh, the Democrats try to paint me as a typical, uh, you know, their their version of a typical Republican. You know, yeah. I'm a musician, for example. Yeah, I play guitar. You know, so well, musicians very songs. mathematic. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. But uh, you know, I've got that. Um, I think um, em- empathetic side. To yeah, me, uh, yeah. As well, you know. And I, I mean, when you're looking at problems, when you get a, a problem yeah. in Washington, I mean. I'm I'm hoping your engineering background is going to help you be a good problem solver. Absolutely. That, that you'll be able to look at it apart from partisanship, apart right. from lobbying concerns. That's why when I say emotional, I don't mean you're not going to be empathetic, but that you're not going to be swayed wrongly away from the, what you see the facts to be. Exactly. And what the problem to be. You know, what we yeah. find often is that you find the uh, um, legislators, politicians, congressmen, senators, they, they jump right to the solution before really identifying, okay, what's the problem that we're trying to solve, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's important to identify what the problem is and, you know, again, take a look at it, analyze what the root causes are, come up with, uh, you know, alternatives in terms of ways to fix it and go with the best path to solve the, the yeah. problem. And I want, I want to see sustainable solutions to our common problems, like, you know, the uh, issue with inflation and, and the high cost of, of goods and services and, you know, the, our, our southern border, we need to secure our southern borders, fix our immigration problems. All these things are, are connected, and we just need to make sure that we understand what are the problems that we're trying to solve. And a lot of them are problems that have been, have been exacerbated, if not created, by the Democrat leadership in yes. Washington. So yes. I want to go there and to provide a better check and balance, you know, to what's going on with the Biden administration and Nancy Pelosi and my, you know, my opponent, Congressman Johanna Hayes, who supported Nancy Pelosi 100 percent yes. with her yes. voting record. How yes. can that be? We need to have some better sensibility down. And well, she's trying to point. distance herself, but she's 100% lockstep with Nancy Pelosi. She's lockstep with Joe Biden. She's lockstep with AOC. She doesn't like yes. that comparison, but she's right. she many there's there's many many pictures with of of AOC with Johanna Hayes. I mean, it's not it's not yeah, something absolutely. that's hidden. So let me ask right. you a question now. The Biden administration tells us whether it's the president or his press secretary or it's Kamala Harris, uh, the, they tell us the border's secure. Right. Is, it, is that, is that true? Is it possible? Everybody knows it's not. Forgive me for crying out loud. I mean, we've got, you know, literally millions of people coming across the, the border. Uh, it is a huge problem. It's a humanitarian crisis. Uh, you know, it's uh, affecting our communities in terms of the opioid epidemic, you know, the opioid epidemic and 
uh, and crime, I believe, is up because we don't have secure borders. We need to secure our borders. It affects all of us. Uh, and, you know, folks in my in our district, in the 5th Congressional District, they understand that. We want secure borders, and I want to go to Washington to help to fix our immigration problem. But first, again, the engineer side of me, first you have to secure the borders, and then you work on policies to uh, fix the immigration See, problem. I don't That's know why they don't get that, George. Every, they, every single Democrat that is interviewed says the same thing. Well, the previous pr- administration, blah, 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 and we have to have immigration reform. Well, first of all, we have we have laws already on the books for immigration. You may not like them, but we do have them. We're not following them. But it doesn't matter what policy you put in place if you have a porous border. I mean, I don't, why don't why don't they see that? You went right to it. You said you got to close the border, control the border, then you do the policy. Why don't people understand that, George? Be, because look, the Democrat leadership and a lot of these folks that you see there echoing the talking points, like. Congressman John Hayes echoing the talking points of Democrat leadership because they're not they're not interested in actually solving the problem, the immigration problem or securing the borders. They just want to remain in power. Right. And the more chaos that we have on the southern borders to them, the better. You know, right. so right. my goal is to, to I'm a problem solver. I want to fix problems. I don't want to just go to Washington to support, you know, political party leadership, Republican or Democrat. You know, I want to help the people in the 5th Congressional District, the families, our seniors. You know, we're, we're, folks are struggling and trying to make ends meet, trying to, uh, you know, advance their families and move ahead. And we're not getting the proper uh, help from my opponent. And I think that's yeah. a problem. Yeah. Let's, let's uh, shift gears a little bit and talk about crime, law enforcement. Uh, crime is up. In, in fact, I, I, I read a list a few weeks ago, the top 12 murder cities in the United States. Every single one of them has a Democrat mayor and a majority Democrat council form of leadership. Um, we hear about crime increasing here. Here in Connecticut, crime is down slightly except for rapes and murders, which are pretty serious in my mind. What what would your position be? I, I know you're not. I hope you're not a defund the police kind of guy, but what would your position be on on taking back the streets, controlling crime, making sure people in all areas feel safe that they can walk they can walk in? I mean, we're seeing people in 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 residential neighborhoods get carjacked, get attacked in their driveways. How do we how do we solve that problem, George? Look, um, I support. Our law enforcement, I've been very consistent with that. When I was in the uh, state Senate, and that uh, I call it the anti-police bill, uh, came before the Senate in July of, uh, of 2020. I uh, debated the issue as, as, as best I can. I tried to convince my colleagues not to move forward with that bill. I indicated then that we were only going to see an, an increase in crime. It's going to be more costly for our police departments to, uh, to work. This whole defund the police movement has uh, is, is been horrible. You know, violent crime, carjacking, robberies, they're all on the rise. Look, I don't care what Governor Lamont's commissioners and what they come up with the data. When you're reporting less crime, less crime when your uh, police officers are, are not uh, chasing you know, criminals and police officers are not engaging the way they should uh, because of uh, personnel issues, because of directives you know, coming from the, the top, obviously, look, that's a socialist tech. That's what they do all the time. You know, they, they don't record the bad data, the bad information, and tell you everything's going great. So we've got the Democrat leadership here in Connecticut try, and my opponent trying to tell us that, hey, you know what? Uh, the economy isn't that bad. You know what? 
uh, crime isn't that bad. As a matter of fact, it's actually getting better. No, it's not. It's getting worse, and it's going to continue to deteriorate until we replace these folks. You know, you can't put uh, um, uh, Governor uh, Lamont back in office. You can't put uh, uh, Congressman Johanna Hayes in office and expect there to be uh, any changes in terms of <laughs> what's happening now. Does it make sense? You know, John Hayes, she's been in office now, what, she's in her uh, second uh, full term. Yeah, looking she's for a third about term. She's going to what, what, what she's going to do in, the, for her, in her next term. Or yeah. she's had you know, almost four years to do something, and she hasn't been able to get it done. She hasn't been able to, uh, one, move the needle, whether it's on um, uh, crime. She hasn't, she hasn't stuck up for law enforcement. She hasn't stuck up for uh, the education issue, you know, reading comprehension scores in our urban areas, particularly right, right. in the 5th Congressional District. They're at nearly mm-hmm. crisis levels. Waterbury, Danbury, New Britain, uh, Meriden, it's a problem. And she's silent on that. Southern border, crisis, she's silent on that. You know, the people of the 5th Congressional Districts want someone who's going to be their voice in Washington. And right now, our entire congressional delegation are all, you know, one party, you know, Democrats, liberal Democrats, far left liberal Democrats, not representing moderate voters or the conservative voters here in Connecticut. Uh, I want to change that. Uh, and, I, you know, the momentum's going our way. We're going to do it. And I'm telling you, you know, you mentioned how do we show folks, look, we need to put more, uh, in my opinion, Republicans and, and moderates and conservatives in official positions in the municipal level, the state level, and certainly at the federal level. Because I believe mm. that the uh, uh, conservatives, the Republican Party, can run our nation better than we have now with the Democrat leadership. And I want to be yeah. a part of that. Yeah. You know, we can flip the House of Representatives. This seat could be the seat that yes. flips the House yes. of Representatives and gets rid of Nancy right. Pelosi. That's why, that's why we're getting so much attention. And I told yeah. folks back in July of last year, when I first announced that well, this campaign, we're going to put uh, Connecticut Republicans, Connecticut moderate voters, Connecticut conservative voters. We're going to put them on the national map. And we're already doing that just with the campaign. So can you imagine once we win this seat, we're going to be a voice of reason down there in Washington. We're going to show them how Connecticut Republicans get it done by working across the aisle, right? Working with folks to solve our common problems. Jerry, I love, I've told you this before when you were, when you were a state rep. Now, I love your passion. I love it when you get on a roll. I love the passion in your voice. It's palpable. People hear it. I got to say, a, a listener, Mark M., just, uh, just hit me on uh, social media and said, thanks for the engineer compliment. I wish there were more engineers in government. So you got Absolutely. those folks behind you. George, listen, I'd love to have you on a few more times as we get closer to the election. I'll, ask, I'll have Joey ask you what your schedule looks like, all right? We've got to pull this thing off. We're really pulling for you. We're excited for your campaign. What, what's the best thing people can do? Where can they go? Repeat again the website, please. How can they help support, us? Help, help support you. Support my campaign at georgeloganforcongress.com. I'm also on social media, Facebook, Instagram. Look, and if you want to call me directly, here's my personal cell phone, 203-626-1508. I invite anybody to give me a call, send me a text, you wow. know, give me a call. I want to hear from folks in the district. I, I Look, I gave my number out when I was a state senator. Holy I'm going cow. to continue to do that as a congressman. Look, this is serious. I'm all in. I want to hear from folks. I want to get this done. Working together, we can move our country in the right direction and uh, fix this disaster that we have down in Washington. Wow. Wow. All right. George, thank you so much for coming on. I tell you, we're, we're excited about your campaign. You're obviously excited about campaign. I want a tour of uh, – I'll come down to Washington and look at a tour of uh, – of a house when when you're in there. <laughs> that sounds great. Hey, Looking forward. Thanks so to much. You down there. Th- 
Thanks so much. All right, listen, guys, we're out of time. I want to just real quickly, uh, uh, new record here, Shannon O, William D, uh, Kathy W, and Jen B puts it, puts it at 113 for the day. Amen. Thank you so much. Joey, great job. Thank you. Um, hey, enjoy your day. Be safe. God bless you. I love you. And uh, I'll see you tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It's better over here. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh, oh.